I'm Mel Kettle, and you're listening to This Connected Life, the show where connected leaders share their experience, values, and strategies that have helped them become more connectable so they achieve success in life and business. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to This Connected Life. I'm your host, Mel Kettle. Thank you again to all of you who are listening and sending me feedback. I do reply to all emails and messages, so please get in touch if you've got feedback, if you want to let me know what you're doing to implement anything I talk about each week, or just to say hi. I love hearing from you all. Today, I want to talk about authenticity and trust. Authenticity is one of those words that a lot of people use And I think it's one of those concepts that we recognize when it's really obviously there and it's really obviously not there. We can all spot fake a mile away. The Cambridge English Dictionary defines it as the quality of being real or true. And can I just say that rolled off my tongue really awkwardly because when I was growing up, we only ever had the Oxford English Dictionary. I didn't even know there was one from Cambridge, but that was the first thing that popped up when I Googled it this morning, so we're going with Cambridge. So the quality of being real or true, what does that mean? Well, Brene Brown, who I love and would love on this podcast, if anyone knows her, please get in touch and tell me how I can meet her. She tells us that authenticity is a collection of choices we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real the choice to be honest, the choice to let our true selves be seen. So think honestly about yourself and your behavior. And how often do we truly show up every day to be seen and to be real? For me, the opposite of authentic is fake. People can see through fake. There's this disconnect that just pops out at you. And sometimes it shines really brightly And sometimes it shows itself as that uncomfortable sensation in the gut. More and more, I'm learning to go with that gut feeling. If it's sort of, you know, the spidey senses are saying there's something not quite right about that person. Time and time again, I see it to be true. And do you find that as well? Anyway, one of the side effects about being authentic is that it helps it build trust. So why is trust important? My friend Jane Anderson, in her excellent book, Trusted, reminds us that trust is essential to a cohesive society. It holds cultures together and it helps maintain order. According to the Edelman Trust Barometer, the level of trust Australians place in government, in industry and our leaders right now is quite low. It's getting a little bit better, but it still has a long way to go. And with disruption being a constant challenge for organisations today, trust is essential if our leaders are going to build and maintain strong relationships with their workforce and with their customers. So what is it that we can do as leaders to build trust? We can start with being authentic. But how do we do this? Well, I've thought quite a bit about this and I've got a few ideas. The first thing, obviously, is be real. Show your true self. We can do that either as an individual or as a brand. Know your values, know what you stand for, and share them. I'm reading this great book at the moment by Erica Keswin, who I'm going to have on the podcast um, over the next few weeks sometime. And her book is called Bring Your Human to Work. And I think 
if, if we bring our human to work, by which she means bring your true self to work, then that's going to go a long way to building trust with the people we work with. In 1676, Sir Isaac Newton said, If I have seen a little further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. We all get ideas from other people. Two of my mentors, Matt Church and Peter Cook, regularly remind me that great leaders attribute their ideas with honour. And this is a great way of building trust and being authentic. If you're wondering, the earliest recorded reference of this quote is by 12th century theologian John of Salisbury in his Treatise on Logic, Metalogican. No, I haven't read it. I googled. He wrote that in 1159, and he references philosopher Bernard of Chartres saying, we stand like dwarves on the shoulders of giants. The fact that I had to Google it is sort of proves my point. It's really easy these days to find sources for quotes and stories so that we can attribute correctly. Not attributing is not a sign of authenticity or leadership. I was at some training yesterday and the speaker said a couple of fantastic quotes that I wrote down and attributed to him. And it wasn't until the end of the day that somebody said, oh, didn't such and such a football coach say that? And he said, yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, why didn't you reference, why didn't you attribute that quote to that football player or that football coach when you first made it, rather than letting us all believe that it was something that you had thought up. The third thing I think we can do to build trust is do what you promise. If you promise service excellence, give service excellence. And this includes things like responding to people when they talk to you on social media, returning phone calls, returning emails, returning text messages, but also make sure that you live the values that you say you have. Don't just talk about honesty and don't just talk about a culture of acceptance if you've got a rampant bullying culture in your organisation, like one organisation I've worked with had. And then listen to your audience and be responsive. Don't just talk at your audience, but engage with them. Ask them questions, show an interest. And whether that's face-to-face or online, there's plenty of ways that you can demonstrate an interest in somebody. And people know when you're demonstrating an interest in the real way. And it comes out when you ask questions like, how are you? How many times have you asked somebody, how are you? And they've said, fine. Or how many times has somebody asked you the question, how are you? And they've turned away while you've been responding. You know, show up every day. This is what Brene Brown means. And then be honest about your products and services. If you're a service provider, don't accept a client if you haven't got time to do the work. Years ago, I wrote a marketing plan for a client of mine who owned a small accounting firm. And just as we were about to push go on the campaign, I said to him, I'm assuming you've got the capacity to take on the new work as it comes in the door. And he said, no, we're fully stretched. And I just said, well, why are we doing this campaign? You need to get more people. And he said, oh, I just want the money from more clients coming in the door. And I just said, mate, it doesn't work that way. If you can't provide the service, then don't take on new clients. So you can imagine I was not surprised to hear a few years later that he'd folded and had to shut the doors of his business because people were just so fed up with the lack of service that they were getting from him because he overstretched and overcommitted. 
Another example, in the news today I read the Volkswagen Group and Audi have just settled two major Australian class actions relating to the global diesel emissions scandal. Anyone who's bought a Volkswagen in the last couple of years will be aware of this. And despite them being a trusted brand for many, many years, this one decision to be fraudulent about their diesel emissions has completely eradicated their trust because they weren't honest about the product that their cars had. I've got quite a few friends who have been caught up in this debacle, no other word for it, but debacle, and they said that they bought Volkswagens because they were a trusted brand. Well, that trust has well and truly been eradicated, which neatly brings me to point six. If you make a mistake, own it. If you don't know the answer to a question, admit it. People do not expect that you will know everything and that you will have all the answers. Be honest if you don't know and say that you'll find out or point them in the direction of somebody else who can help. In terms of making a mistake, when you make a mistake, fess up, show some accountability and transparency because we all expect that from our leaders these days as well. One of my favourites is don't use corporate jargon. Use a language that people understand. Gabrielle Dolan, who I love, who I've mentioned, I'm sure, many times in this podcast, she wrote a great book called Stories for Work. She set out to start an initiative to ban jargon in the workplace. And she has this great website called jargonfreefridays.com. So make sure you check it out. Raoul says, we are drowning in a sea of corporate jargon, acronyms and bullet points. We are confused and bewildered by leaders who are not prepared to say it as it is and talk in a way that is more real. Every time we use jargon and acronyms, we disconnect and isolate people. Think about the times that jargon has been used or acronyms have been used and you haven't understood. Years and years ago, I did some work with Microsoft and I'll never forget my first meeting was just a blur of acronym and jargon. And at the end of the 30 minutes, the chair of the meeting said, does anyone have any questions? And I said, yes, I do. Can you just tell me what all these acronyms mean? And I had about 30 that I'd written down. And he looked at me as if to say, how do you not know? And I thought, I don't know because I'm new in the room and it's like you've spoken a foreign language. It was just bizarre. But anyway, check out Jargon Free Fridays. Raoul has a new book out as well called Real Communication, Gabrielle Dolan. I'll pop the link in the show notes, but it is absolutely fantastic. And if you're wanting your leaders to speak more real, then maybe get a copy of that book for them as a Secret Santa gift, even though I know Christmas is a fair way away. Be consistent with your messaging. Don't say one thing and yet do another. This comes back to an earlier point I made about being authentic in who you are and living your values. I worked for a little while at a company that talked a lot about integrity and trust, and yet they had this rampant culture of bullying, which nobody in the senior leadership team wanted to do anything about. So that was this massive disconnect for me, and I didn't stay there for long, as you can imagine. It wasn't a very enjoyable place to work. And finally, Oscar Wilde said one of my favourite quotes. He said, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. So a really true way to show authenticity is to be original and be who you are and be real and show up. So what I would love to know is how are you showing authenticity in your business? 
please get in touch and let me know. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or on Twitter or on Instagram. Use the hashtag ThisConnectedLife. You can tag me. I'm at Mel Kettle pretty much everywhere. You can email me, mel at melkettle.com. And if you need any help with any of this, please get in touch. I love running coaching and mentoring programs and some training programs for CEOs and leadership teams so that they can become more authentic, raise their profiles, become more confident in the workplace. So please get in touch. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of This Connected Life, and I will see you again next week. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really liked what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes or a recommendation on LinkedIn or both. The show notes are all on the website, melkettle.com forward slash podcast. And I'd love you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You'll find me at Mel Kettle. See you next time and stay connected. Bye.